Monica. What yesterday nights? Ooh, I didn't get to enjoy it, enjoy it as much as I wanted to, but yesterday was a beautiful day. Uh, I think I'm ready to speak to you guys. Um, I had some news to share with y'all, but uh, I'll just say some of it. Jason, Jason is here this weekend. Y'all saw he just popped in, but he'll be here in October officially, um, full on. So, man, I'm taking a sigh of relief. I'll get some help. <laughs> get some help in strategizing and organ and, and running the church like it should be. Um, but um, hopefully there's some more news I can share with y'all coming down the road. But anyway, let's go to the Lord, and then we're going to get into the message. Father, I thank you for what, you, what you've uh, placed in my heart. I thank you for the series that you've placed on me. Um, I'm praying that your people are reading the book and getting encouraged um, on how to have irresistible faith. And Lord, I just pray that you will Speak to us anew and afresh, Lord, today. Lord, have your way. Take over the service. Take over my heart. Speak like you want me to speak. Help me, Lord, today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Amen. Amen. All right. All right. All right. This is not a funeral, y'all. So um, the, Lord, the Lord gave me a message, a word in this irresistible series, and I'm hoping that it'll resonate with some of you. Um, <clears throat> but first off, let me say it's good to have Steve and Ma here this, this weekend. They're like our second set of parents over there, Rose's family. And um, so I'm glad to see them. Good to see a couple of you back already. I know some are still on vacation, but um, we've started a book series called Irresistible. Good to see some shirts out in the audience. Ah, I love it. I love my church. I hope you do. Um, um, so we started this book series called Irresistible by Andy Stanley, and I asked everybody, because of the stuff that we see in our, in our, in our culture, we see a lot of people um, um, coming to faith and then leaving because life happens. Everybody say life. life. Happens. Life happens, and so um, in particular, I talked to this one uh, friend of mine, good friend of mine, I told you this last week, but I uh, talked to this one good friend of mine, and um, he serves at another church, he and his wife, who just totally walked away. It's a mega church, totally walked away from God and faith because he's questioning some stuff now. And sometimes things like that come up. You're going to have crisis. You're going to have conflict that's going to come up and make you question your faith. Have you ever tried to make sense of your faith? Is it just me? Okay. Um, and so I met with him for coffee, and we, we tried to make sense of some things and prayed about some things. And Set them before the Lord. Uh, I don't have all the answers. I'm telling you, your pastor doesn't have all the answers, but, but God does. His word provides the answers. The answer is Jesus to everything that's going on in our lives. The answer is Jesus. And so anyway, we started this book series because Andy Stanley wrote a book that came out last year about being irresistible. He says sometimes people resist us as Christians because of the things that they see in our lives. And they don't have that believability when they see you or me these days because we're letting life happen to us and we're letting life um, um, give us these blows life happens to everybody the bible says that the sun shines on the just and the unjust right and it rains on the just and the unjust um, but some sometimes people resist jesus because they see it in us as something that's not worth following and so he wrote this book called Irresistible, an effort to make sure that we thought and, and, and were able to um, um, wrap our heads around what made the early church so irresistible. 
in the middle of crisis, in the middle of conflict, in the middle of division and, and the, the oppression of the Roman Empire, what made the early church so irresistible that against all odds, people started coming to faith by the droves? And so I thought, you know, it's a perfect time that our church look at this book and we and we would um, be able to glean some things. And so what I'm not doing is um, I'm not coming in and vomiting up the whole book to you. But uh, as God puts stuff on my heart from the chapters, I'll just lift things up. And so we're in week three of that week three of week six um, in the series. And I want to talk to you about this. So that's what Andy Stanley does in this book, Irresistible, that I'm asking you guys to read and and to indulge in with me. Um, so the early church was able to transform their culture, and I'm hoping that we can transform our culture starting here at Reignite Church. Um, so all of us have been able to witness um, difficulties in our lives. We had difficulties this morning. And yet we still have to make sense of where things are when it comes to struggles and when it comes to trials, when it comes to um, just the difficulties of our lives, we have to make sense of it. And sometimes we have to try to figure out what's next and what's important. Have you ever had a difficult situation and you're trying to figure out, Lord, with my faith, what's next? What do I do with this? What's important? And so I want to throw a question out there to you guys this morning. What's important to you? Because Paul's going to help us this morning. He's going to help us see, and I just have one verse to you for you. Um, I had several, but I'm just, I'm just going to highlight the one um, to see what's important when we're trying to make sense of our lives. So what's important to you? So some, for some, when we, look, when we think about this question, when we, when we are asked this question, we may say in our, in our super spiritual vanity, uh, it's God. And, and trust me, for the majority of us, it's not God. What's most important is not God. What's most important to you is what you spend your, most of your time doing and what you're most happiest about doing. So when I say what's important to you, it, 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 just let's, let's be real this morning so we can um, be irresistible in our culture, in our homes, in our, in our, in our workplaces. All right? What's, what's most important? I heard a story, um, and I want to share this with you, um, about a lady who told her pastor she wanted to leave his church. His church. The church is not my church. But this lady told her pastor she wanted to leave his church. And so the pastor asked the lady, um, well, why would you want to leave the church? And she said, because I saw, I saw hypocrites in the back in the booth talking about people. He said, man, that's not that's not good. She said, and secondly, I saw I saw uh, people. Gossiping. Mm. She said, and thirdly, pastor, I saw people <laughs> I saw people on their phones while you were preaching. And they weren't paying attention. So the pastor said to the lady, he said, can I ask you to do something for me before you leave? And he said, would you take this cup, fill it with water, and walk around the building three times and bring it back to me? And so she takes the cup, she fills it with water, and she's walking around the building first time. She's walking around second time. She's walking around a third time. 
And she brings the cup of water back to the pastor. Pastor says, thank you. And, she, and she's, she's confused. Pastor says, can you do me a favor? Um, pastor says, before you leave, ma'am, can I ask you one more question? He said, when you, when you were walking around the building, did you hear, did you see people gossiping? She said, no. He said, when you were walking around the building, did you see hypocrites? She said, no. He said, can I ask you one more question? When, when you were walking around the building, did you see people on their phones as you carry the water? And she said, no. He said, why? And she said, because I was, I was too busy focusing on not falling and, and, and carrying in the water. same thing is true in your life and mine. When we focus on what's important and we keep our eyes on Jesus, we won't see the things that we shouldn't see. We won't care about the things that we shouldn't care about. Mm. So we need to keep our eyes on Jesus. What I found is wrong in our world today is we focus on the wrong things and we forget about who is the most important thing. Even when we come to church, we focus on the wrong things. And so I want to help you with that today. If we would meet in Galatians 5, 6, I'm just going to give one verse. I know we have several in the queue, guys, but I'm just going to give one verse. Galatians 5, 6, it'll be on the screen. The Apostle Paul is writing to the church in Galatia, and there's all kinds of stuff going on. There's, some, there's a little division going on. There's a little crisis going on in this church. This is the church Paul had established. He started, and, and, and yet he's left, and he's come back. He's left, and he's come back. And, and, and they're trying to do all kinds of stuff, and Paul tries to rein them in. These new believers. Paul says in verse 6, For when we place our faith in Christ Jesus... There is no benefit in being circumcised, that is, being Jew. I don't have to explain circumcision, do I? I'm going to leave that right there. I was hoping I didn't have to. But if you were a Jew, you circumcised. <laughs> you were circumcised at eight years old. And that classified you as a Jew. And you would follow Judaism. Um, so Paul is saying there's no benefit in being circumcised or being uncircumcised. Those new believers like us who come to Christ, who are the Gentiles, that's who he's speaking to, the Gentiles. And so you, you don't have to be this pious Jew that was raised up in church, or you don't have to be the new Christian, the Gentile. That, that, there's no benefit in that. Black, white. Can I go a little closer? There's, there's no benefit in Filipino, black, white, uh, old, young, um, However we want to uh, divide our lives up in rich, poor, there's no benefit in circumcised or being uncircumcised. What's important, everybody say important, important. is faith expressing itself in love. So I want to use for a subject the most important thing. The most important thing. Of all the things that we can focus on, all things we can do, we just need to focus on the most important thing. Jesus. The water. Who is Jesus, Pastor? Jesus is God. Jesus is love. When I'm focusing on the water, I won't worry about everything else that's going on around me. Uh, 
here's a statement I want to share with you um, from Herman Hesse. He, he, put, he puts this brilliant phrase together, and I think it, this could be said of all of us if we would, if we would, really, if we would really engage with people. <clears throat> Herman Hesse said, if I know what love is, it's because of you. Man, I wish that could be said of me. If I know what love is, it's because of you. Man, that's powerful. That's powerful. Love is the identity of every Christian. And if you call yourself a Christian, that's the sign that you are a Christian. Sometimes we're, we're trying to figure out, we're trying to make sense of our faith, and we're, we're trying to figure out, do I really have it? Do, am I really God's chosen? Does he really have favor, especially when times, you know, when thing, things happen unexpected like today? We're questioning, am I really his? The sure sign that you are his is if you have love. And, but I'm going to test you with that. I'm going to go a little bit further. If you have love, love, when love is genuine and is seen as a part of your life, that's a sure sign that you're his. Of all the things that last forever, I thought I'd repeat this again to you guys. It's faith, hope, and love. Love is the greatest. But these are things that last forever. Not, not your bank account, not your car, not your promotion. You'll be in the military, out the military. Who are you then? You'll, you'll, you'll be the CEO or upcoming CEO. But, but when you go home, who are you then? The greatest thing, the most important thing is love, is love. Why? Because God is love. It's the quintessential nature of God. So love should be the example of our relationship with him and with others. But this is the first thing I want to give you. But the, big, the biggest hindrance to love is you. Can we put the picture on the screen? Did y'all see that on social media before? When my good friend showed me that, I immediately made a note. I said, I'm going to have to use this in the sermon. I will not disclose his name, but he's one of my friends. He's, he's one of my friends, and he's, he's bigger than me, and he sings on the stage. <laughs> but when my good friend showed me that, I thought, man, I'm going to use this one day. <laughs> Everybody say, rut roll. Shaggy. Um, I had to use the Scooby-Doo in, um, illustration. Um, the biggest hindrances, the biggest hindrance to love is you. What do I mean? Because our own selfish impulses hinder the flow of love from our hearts to God. So we need Jesus. Paul said it this way. Y'all are familiar with Paul in Romans chapter 7 when he says, the things I want to do, I don't do really. Woo! Because sin is ever present in me. I'm just paraphrasing. He said, there's, there's some things I, 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 I don't want to do that I do, but the things I don't want to do, I do. And then he concludes, he concludes chapter 7. Paul, you know, who, who wrote most of the New Testament, yeah, um, he concludes chapter 7 with, with what's most important. In verse 25, he says something like, thank God in Jesus that, that that's the answer for what I don't want to do that I do do. That's the answer. So Jesus to Paul was the barrier between what I don't want to do that I have a tendency to do, as long as you walk around in this garment called flesh and, and have these preferences in our lives of what we want and what we, what we will concede to. Paul says, between me and God, for me to do the thing that I need to do, I have to focus on Jesus. Y'all follow me? 
making sense of your faith? So, so in essence, Jesus is the, is, the, is the bridge between the gap between God and Paul. And he's the gap between, he's the bridge and the gap between you and he as well. I know it sounds old, but I'm, I'm going to say it again because this is just something that burns in me. It's a fire that's in me. Um, before we reignite love for God and others, you have to have reignite, you have to reignite love for God in yourself. It has to be in you before you can infect others. And so this verse this morning was a reminder that you're in this for others, not for yourself. And there's a great benefit to that. So why is love? Because what? Let me say. Let me say it like this: Faith is always motivated. Love is always motivated by faith. You can't you can't divorce the two. So we have to, in order to 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 have a, a strong faith walk, love has to be your partner. That's the motivation. When you take love out of it, and I know we talk about it from time to time. You're the pastor. We keep going back to love. And even when I was sharing with Tiffany, I said, this is what I'm talking about tomorrow, kind of giving her a little sneak peek into it. She was like, and I said, hey, that's what's needed. When I watched the thing on the news the other day, yesterday, when I saw that what happened in, in uh, El Paso, Texas, at the most busiest time, when, when all those people were just mass murdered, I said, man, this is just. We need to get back to love, loving people, loving each other again. That doesn't mean be on your guard. That doesn't mean get a concealed care. Anyway, we need, to, we need to get back to the business of loving and doing, expressing our, our, our faith in love. Why is love important? The Apostle Paul makes it clear and, 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 and interrupts the blessings. He's talking about the blessings in chapter 12, the, the using your spiritual gifts. And then in chapter 13, which we call the love chapter, when it talks about faith, hope, and love, and it talks about the greatest things of love or whatever. Paul says this. He says, in 1 Corinthians 13, he says, if, I, if you understand, if you or I understand the, the secrets of God, all the secrets of God, if you, if you understood all the secrets of God, if you gave all you have to the poor, girl, if you even sang like Beyonce, at the end of the day, you get a zero for effort if you don't have love. Powerful in God's eyes. At the end of the day, you get a zero for effort without love. That's why, that's why love is important. So I got to tell you this, because no doubt someone's probably listening online. Irresistible faith looks like love expressed. But pastor, how is love expressed? Expressed love is demonstrated love. Mm. And it must be seen and heard. It's a, it's, it's, it's a, it's a kind word. It's a gesture. You know, some, somebody needs your hug today. Trust me, somebody needs your hug today. Somebody needs a kind word today. Um, Jesus was the demonstration of God's love expressed to us. And it's easy to express our love to, to people that we feel deserving. But what about the undeserving? Because you have an opportunity to be a Christian, I tell you, God expressed his love to the undeserving because he knows you better than I do. But to the, but to the ones that's deserving, 
it's easy to express love. We, we were at the uh, Thai restaurant the other day, Friday I think it was. We went to go have some Thai food because Tiffany didn't want to cook. And I wasn't having it because I was stressed out trying to get the message together. So we, we uh, agreed, let's go, let's go eat lunch. She, she mentioned Thai, I was like, oh, Ian, because the night before we had pizza. There's two things our family gets really excited about. Um, I get excited anytime we, we go out to eat. But anyway, she, she mentioned uh, Thai food. We like Thai food, we like pizza. I love chicken too. Have y'all been to the Royal Farm? Anyway, <laughs> let me get, I'm not getting started on food. So anyway, so she mentioned Thai food and we get to the restaurant and the guy's like, hello, I never seen him before. And he's, he's greeting us and he's smiling and he's very, very, he's on it. Y'all just seen a, a waiter or a waitress that's really, really on it? This guy was on it. I'm thinking, man, <laughs> I got my wallet. Um, um, so he's, he's greeting us. He gives us complimentary salad and, and he's, he's uh, really expressive of the menu and stuff, although we already know what we want. And, and I told Tiff, I said, you know, I, I'm looking at her and I'm looking at Lexi and they're all smiling and all giddy. I said, I love how y'all get when we go to these restaurants or we have our favorite food because y'all are just so happy. Y'all are like me and uh, I love to eat. And, but the guy, he was giving us good service. He was coming in. He gave us complimentary salad. He was coming in and he was checking on us, filled our drinks and everything, brought our food out on time. I mean, faster than normal even. And I, and I told the guy, I said, you know, I, I, excuse me, young man, I want to I wanna say, what you're doing is awesome. What you're doing is awesome. You know, I thought about before, there was time, there was a time where I wouldn't engage like that. I wouldn't engage. I, I would have just let it go. But I, so I talked to him. I wanted to compliment him and let him know that what he's doing is making a difference. And then, of course, we gave him a big tip with, at the end um, to let him know that I meant what I said. But that's exactly what we usually do. We, us, we, usually, we usually show our love. We show our expression. We get out of our comfort zone. We show, uh, express, demonstrated love to those we feel that deserve it. Do y'all know y'all are like the best at discerning who gets it and who doesn't. I know I am. Man, I can, uh, yeah, you don't get love. <laughs> she gets it. You don't. Um, but that's not the way of God. That's not the way of God. Andy Stanley notes this in his book. He says in his book, Irresistible, that the way of love seems mushy until you consider a man hanging on the cross, covered in his own blood and feces. Love isn't easy. If love is always easy to you, you're not doing it right. You, you, you may be just loving the lovable. Love must be demonstrated on those who don't deserve it to be irresistible. Ooh. When people can't pay you back, when people can't pay you back and yet you're helping them. Okay. In Galatians 5, Paul conveys to these Gentiles, these non-Jewish people who, are try who, who have received the gospel and yet these other folks have infiltrated the church and they're trying to tell them, well, if you circumcise yourself and you do this, you'll be even holier. And I thought about this. I said, you know, we, we have some people, I'm sure, no doubt, under the sound of my voice, who you receive Christ, but yet you're trying to do all kind of other things that's not important to make yourself holier and still missing it. And still missing it. You want Jesus and... Paul says, and he's teaching the Gentiles 
to not focus on the rules, not focus on the law, not, not to focus on the do's and don'ts. That was the law from the circumcision, the law of Moses. They had all these rules, and it was like 600, over 600 and something of them. It was too many to keep up. So if you, if you stayed with that, you were bound to mess up and still miss it. But it was a guide for them until Jesus. Jesus came and he offered grace, and he made love the most important thing because he, he pointed back to God and said, this is what God did. For, for God so loved the world, he gave. And so Paul's trying to say, guys, you, you, you're, you're, you're on the cusp of, of doing something great. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm just throwing my own uh, spin on it. He, he's like, you know, reignite. Come on, y'all doing something good. But, but focus, you know, don't focus on, remember how I told you I want to do something simple here? I didn't want to have a whole bunch of ministries. I just want to do simple stuff because I didn't want you wore out and tired. I didn't want you to just be running all around doing everything. You're busy on your job. You come to church and you can't really worship because you're so busy. Paul's saying, focus in. Just do one thing well. He says, what's important is expressing your faith in love. What's important is expressing your faith in love. So we can't have all these rules and guidelines of the law that that bind us we can't have this total freedom because he talks about freedom in the passage earlier in chapter five we can't have this freedom to just do what we want paul's saying be right here in the middle focus on love and do what's important because too many rules elmer is bad but marco too much freedom also bad because too much freedom sometimes enslave us in the things that we like to do y'all don't want to be real when you think with me on that too much freedom too many rules i can i can do what i want because i'm free in jesus i can love and love just accepts anything no it doesn't Hmm. in the in the old testament rules made people High and mighty, pious. In the New Testament, with, with, with the grace and freedom of, of reach, it made some people feel like they needed to do other things and they could do anything. You can't have both. Just focus on what's important. How do we make sense of what's important in our lives? What's important will either hurt you or help you you don't get it right and what's important will either help you or hurt others that are close to you if you don't do it right yeah so this week I want us to focus on one thing I want you to try it I want to challenge you that's a challenge everybody poke your chest out challenge pastor accept it it's a challenge focus on one thing express your faith wherever you are in love this week out of your comfort zone Speak more to the waiter without him giving good service or her giving good service. Talk to that friend that you'd rather avoid. (laughs) And we all got him. (laughs) This week, let's give the demonstration of love a try. 
to help you with that, I'm going to close with this. And then we're done, I promise. <clears throat> Just imagine with me that it's 9 a.m. You're on the job. Monday morning. Monday morning blues. Got your coffee. All is well. So your boss walks in. And your boss is like, hey. And you're like, hey. And your boss says, um, I want you to focus on one thing for me this today. Shannon, I want you to focus on one thing. And you say, okay. What's that? I want you to um, work on the new Virginia Beach account. What's the new Virginia Beach account? The new Virginia Beach account is when you make sure that we are Virginia Beach strong. <laughs> Y'all follow me? Yeah, make sure that we are Virginia Beach strong financially. Um, so, so the boss leaves, and when the boss leaves, you pick up the Virginia Beach file and you sit it on your desk, and and um, and the phone rings, and then you're distracted, and so you're answering the phone, and 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 then you hang up the phone, and automatically you check your email, and there, sure enough, there's some things on there that you got to get answered right now today and so you begin to answer those and you still have the file sitting on your desk but now it's getting a little later in the day so you you push through lunch and then you finally get up and go to the break room to get you a little something to eat and oh my goodness you have a conversation with somebody that lasts a little bit too long so you scurry back to your desk to work on the Virginia Beach Strong account and the boss walks in but now it's three o'clock you saw him at nine and he says, where are you? Where are you? Oh, and, and, and no doubt you're feeling, you're feeling a, little, uh, a little anxious. You're feeling a little nervous and unprepared. Or maybe you're feeling relief. You're not there yet, but you're feeling relief. Why maybe are you feeling relief? Because it's 3 o'clock and you get off at 5. So you have time to get what needed to be done, done. What I want to tell you this morning is it's 3 o'clock, church, and the boss has come already, and he's asking, are you getting done what I need you to get done? Are you working to be Virginia Beach strong? Suffolk strong? Norfolk strong? Tidewater strong? Where are you at, church, with the account? we're answering in the way that we feel. How do you feel about that, church? How do you feel? Are you, are you ready to answer? Uh, yeah. Hmm. The good news is Jesus is not a boss that fires you. <laughs> That's the good news. And the good news is if it's 3 o'clock, there's still time. There's still time. There's still time to work on the account. There's still time to get things done. There's still time to make a difference. There's still time to make an impact. There's still time to do some talkie after coffee. But you have to do what's important. So what's important to you? To do what the boss says? 
or to make sense of your faith on your own. Would you stand with me? Heads bowed, eyes closed. Lord, I'm, I'm asking, I'm asking for your help today, Lord, to, to help us to make sense of uh, our senseless lives, to focus in on what's important, to focus in on the job at hand, Lord, to focus in on trying to make a difference in our lives and in the lives of others. Lord, help us to remember that it's all about love, that love is the most important thing that we can do expressed on this side of heaven. And I know it seems like it's, it's uh, something that I, I say as a pastor all the time, and, I, and I'm beating a dead horse, but you, you placed in my heart that we'll be a church that will reignite love for God and love for community and love for all through service, not just here at church, but everywhere that you place us. Help us to serve love where we are and wherever you find us and meet us in, in our comings and goings, Lord, with people. That people will see us and be irresistible because of you, Lord. Lord, that's my prayer as the pastor of this, of this beautiful collective church that you've given us. Now, Lord, for those that, that, are have, that have their head bowed and their eye closed and, and yet they don't even know that, that, that it's possible to trust you this way, I pray that you help them, Lord, to trust you, to make the decisions to follow you, to surrender their lives to you. It's, it's serious to be a servant, but it's even more serious when you're not one. So, Father, we thank you for your word. We ask that you will encourage us as we leave, as we reflect on your word, as we close with this. In Jesus' name we pray. Take your seats for one second. The guys are going to come.